welcome to the Built on Air podcast, the variety show for all things Airtable. Each episode, we cover four different segments. It's always fresh and different and lots of fun while you get the insider info on all things Airtable. Our hosts and guests are some of the most senior experts in the Airtable community. Join us live each week on our YouTube channel every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. And join our active community at builtonair.com join. Before we begin, a word from our sponsor, OntoAir.com. Any business running on Airtable gets the value that Airtable has, but also needs a few more functions to complete their operations. That's where OntoAir comes in. It's a suite of tools for any business running on Airtable to maximize your operations efficiencies and automations. One customer, John, states that OntoAir enables his business to function properly without having to think about building their own software. And that is pretty invaluable. The OntoAir Airtable apps are amazing and we use them often and are very happy with the results. So join John and hundreds more customers and take your Airtable to the next level with OntoAir. Sign up today with promo code BUILTONAIR for a 10% discount. Check them out at OntoAir.com. And now let's check out today's episode and see what we built on air. All right, we're live. Welcome to the Built on Air podcast for today's episode. We're coming at you live today and glad to be with you. I'm Dan Fellers, founder of uh, Onto Air and the Built on Air primary sponsor. And good to be with you. As always, we've got Camille and Ali joining with us. Welcome. And this is our last episode of the season. So we've already done 12 episodes, live shows. Can you believe it? No. We've uh, gone through 12 episodes already. So we always do. We'll do 12 episodes and we take a month off and then we'll be back. So we're taking the month of August off. We'll be back in September for another 12 episodes. I think we'll continue with the live uh format so we're glad for those who have joined us to to date and hopefully um we'll do a lot to get the word out more and get more people joining us and we'll get more um people joining us live i think that's my goal for for next season is to get um more guests with us i've i've enjoyed getting to know more people so we'll try to do that more so as always let me share my screen here um we always do four episode or four segments within the episode, and we always like to start off um, going around the communities and what we call round the bases, where we talk about interesting topics that are happening within the different communities and see what's going on. So we always like to start with the biggest community, which is Airtables, where most people come looking for help, also where you get information on any new updates from Airtable. And a couple, I just had a few um, that I picked out here. Camille, you were active in this one. So this is, um, it's uh, this was one that, that came in a week ago, talking about um, creating invoices. That's a very common use case and um, they were looking to, let's see, do you remember this one, Camille? Yeah, so they have an ongoing business and they wanted to see how many um, leads they had given a particular company um, over the course of the past week so that they can be billed for it. It's a weekly billing cycle. And so uh, I gave two kind of solutions, um, one that just used uh, basically a filtered view um, 
and you know a formula field to check if the week uh, that whatever date was assigned to a particular order or you know interaction matches the week of the current week using a date time format and the today function. And then a more advanced solution that uh, kept a running log of all of the invoices over time. So instead of only being able to see the current week's invoices um, or invoiced amounts, you'd have you'd be able to go back and look at the history over time. And it's a little bit complicated uh, because I didn't want to involve scripting. So if anyone's interested, this is a solution that you can use for free. Um, it relies on Airtable automations. And if you're on the free plan, there is a limited number of automation runs you can get in a month. But assuming you don't have that um, high a volume, you can use the solution that's described here. It involves a lot of different rollups and lookup fields. Um, and of course, an automation, actually two automations now that I'm remembering, but they're very simple. They each only have a, you know one step each. Um, and then the rest of the thread is just some clarifying questions. So the solution doesn't change over time. Um, there's just you know me reminding um, what each field does. And then in this reply that's um, on the screen now, I included a link to the test base that I um, figured this out all in. Awesome. So yeah, if you yeah, want to look this up. This is a very, very, very common in the consulting world. Um, I've actually implemented stuff like this for clients, and this would typically cost, you know, thousands of dollars. That um, Camille has been, man, you put a lot of effort into this to <laughs> work this out. So there are amazing people in the Airtable community, Ali and Camille being two of them. And so please be generous to those people that are helping this. This literally would have cost thousands of dollars to, to put this together from a, from a consultant. And so you get a blueprint for free right here in the community. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, what happened was I thought it was going to be more simple than it was. And then I was like, you should probably just use a script and then I was like, can you do it without a script? And so it was like a personal a challenge, challenge at, at that point. <laughs> so you'll see that it's probably the longest reply I think I've used on the community. And it, it includes screenshots because I couldn't it just, it would have just been a wall of text. It's a very, it's, it's difficult to wrap your head around. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, hopefully, hopefully, uh, people in the community recognize the generous there's many people in the in the community that offer free advice and and help like this so that's that's one of the huge strengths of of Airtable and its community so i know i've benefited from the community and i don't always give it back as much as i maybe should but um i'm appreciative of those that do so that's awesome <laughs> All right, next one. So we go from the good to maybe the, the not so good. So this one is a topic that comes up every, you know, couple months. I thought it was worth bringing up again. You notice this started in May of 2016. And oops, and it's got uh, 239 comments on this thread. So a recent one came back again. Somebody calling out Airtable once more you know, 
are we ever going to have advanced user permissions? And, you know, if you go through this thread, they'll, they'll talk about Airtable maybe six months ago. I can't remember when did add, you know, field level permissions on who can edit fields um, and things like that. But they're not at the visibility level where you can hide views and bases or tables and fields from users on a more advanced level. I was hoping this was three days ago. I was hoping maybe there'd be a reply from Airtable talking about what their plans are. But um, to date, this is still definitely one of the most highly requested features I get from clients that I consult with and just not quite there yet on the Airtable side. <clears throat> yeah. They're yeah. definitely aware of it. Like they talk about it, but yeah, yeah, it it's like a quarter of the appeal of many extensions, which does a quite a bit of you know a, additional features added to it. And one of those major features is just uh, granular control over what people can see and then edit. Um, I personally think that would be one of the best additions Airtable could make is just allowing people to say, you can see this, but you can't edit. Um, you can't see it at all without, you know, there, there's just there's just really no way to hand someone an entire base, but lock certain things down uh, the, the way you would like it to. It'd be, it'd be nice if you could. Yeah, and I got to imagine that it's high on the priority list of, of Airtable of their underlying products. So I did, My, I did, I didn't, I, I've never looked at this Jet Admin. Stacker is very, very familiar with, and I know lots of you use Jet Admin. Have either of you heard of that one? I think I've heard the name, but I don't, I've never tested it or really even seen it. So yeah. um, I'm Googling it now, and I think. It's similar to Retool, maybe? So it's more of a full platform, yeah. So, Never mind, I have yeah. used this. I've used it very, very briefly, and it is like Retool, um, where you build your own like interface. They have a bunch of pre-configured components, and you kind of link things together with um, whatever your incoming REST API is, or they have integrations with other database platforms. Uh, but yeah, one of my smaller related requests is um, if you set a permission to no one can edit this field, there's a sub option that appears that says allow automations and forms to edit it. I want that same option for scripts and apps. Yeah. Uh, it would that way you can enforce data validation because you write it in the content of your script or in your custom app and it's not available. It's, uh, you know, because the when you make edits to a record via an app, it's still considered you doing it. And I, I want there to be the distinction made that it's being passed through a filter, uh, you know. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. It's really frustrating. Like, if I want to only be able to check a box via a script, like I can't lock that field down mm -hmm. any further than, you know, just saying only I could do it or whatever. I don't know. It's yeah. that would be huge. I wonder if if there's um, yeah, I wonder if there's reworking of pricing models, user roles and permissions that, that maybe will come with 
more of that. I think they're, I think that might be maybe why they're holding back is whether they're rethinking that. We'll see. Right. I mean, even if it just worked like, like how stacker works, how you could like assign like a role just based on a single select field. Like if you could have, you know, your a collaborators table or whatever, and just say, these are the roles, like based on my company and my use case, like that I want. And then maybe even the table permissions, instead of being like editors and up commenters and up, you could use yeah. whatever your nomenclature is. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would be huge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know with our Amplify product, our next release will have that level of permissions, although it's still an app inside of Airtable, so it doesn't restrict what you can see in Airtable, but it does restrict which ones you can work on within the app. That's awesome. So that'll be good. <clears throat> cool. So yeah, when, you know, every every so many months, this just comes up as a reoccurring. I had a call with a client a week or two ago just asking, you know, even with a view, you can have personal views, but you can't set a view that's just a subset of users, you know, like even if those personal views could be you plus some friends where you could say this is just for these people would be helpful. But alas, not to be yet. Someday, someday. All right, we're moving on to um, the Built on Air community, which is a Slack community and lots of people in there um, and growing every day. So join us in the Slack community if you're not already in. This is one that you know I, I, I just love when there's just a simple, quick answer talking about people that are very generous with their time. Justin Barrett's another one that, that's always helping out people. And um, so just a question on somebody, and I like the question was very specific. This is exactly what I'm looking for, looking for a, a formula for a date. If it's more than two years, I needed to say this, otherwise something else. And fairly, fairly useful. Um, the date time diff is a very useful function. I use it pretty regularly and it'll basically calculate the time difference um, between two dates and you can specify what you want the value to be. So this is in years. So basically if the time between today and your date field is more than two years, then you output uh, needs attention, otherwise compliant. I also really like that Justin put this extra if there when you only run this, if there's something in the date field, which is useful. Otherwise the, the calculation will get messed up if this if that date field were blank, so. Yeah, it would return an error and then that could like cascade through a bunch yeah. of other formulas and then you end up with just error, 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 error. I yeah. always use anytime, I, not just for dates, but like like any number. I mean, or if you're trying to like divide to get a percentage and you don't have a value, you should like, because you can't divide by zero. So you I should always say, you know, if I have this number, which, whatever the divisor is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty common. Yeah. To, to do an extra if to make sure there's a value there first. So good. Uh, good answer there, Justin. Well done. This was one I thought I always kind of um, stay on top of, of competition within um, the Airtable community. I actually keep a, a, a base that I list out all the competitors. Um, this article I actually found some new competitors to Airtable that I wasn't aware of. Um, they, they referenced them in, in this uh, TechCrunch article, but a pretty up and coming one is spreadsheet.com. Um, this 
definitely a different take. It's basically like if Airtable and Google Sheets got married, this is what their kid would look like. And um, and so if, if you're exploring or just interested and, you know, we're obviously all Airtable fans here, but it, I think it's good to see what else is out there and compare and contrast. And I think there's things that um, Airtable could learn from spreadsheet.com and vice versa. Um, things that the Airtable is is definitely stronger in. So it looks like Spreadsheet is ramping up. They raised a decent amount of money and, and growing their team. And so if you want to check them out, I think they're still officially in beta. So they're not they're not publicly out there yet. Um, but they're they're getting closer to that. I think apparently coming up in November, uh, I didn't realize there's a national or a uh, national spreadsheet day or something that's the day they're going to launch so that will be coming out <clears throat> all right moving on to Airtable. um again this this was one that was interesting i don't know if you work with bases that um have a lot of records and are pu pushing up against the limits this is somebody who recognized you know that it definitely gets slow um when you're when you're bumping up against their their limits um i think they are working on it and hopefully we'll see you know increase in 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 capacity of what they can do but if you if you are bumping up against their limits um typically if you're on a pro plan it's fifty thousand records across all tables um if you're on an enterprise i believe that goes up to a hundred thousand and I learned, I think I may have mentioned this before, that even in a single table, there's a, there's even on an enterprise plan, there's a limit of 50,000 records within a single table um, that I wasn't aware of. And so, yeah, just being familiar with the, the limits and you will see it, things take a bit longer to load and, and sort and things like that with, with high volumes. Has anyone ever seen or have either of you ever seen them actually like make you stop if you're over limits ever? Yes. Really? Yeah. That was on the single, on a single table, 50,000. Okay. Um, I had, a, I had a client um, and they were on enterprise plan and, um, and uh, had an automation that was creating records um, in kind of a project management that would create tasks for every project that went in there and um yeah the automation stopped working because it was hitting the limit interesting you were tearing out so yep so and i think that's new i heard from other people i brought that up in in the slack community and and other people said yeah they're starting to just see that recently because i think in the past they they were letting it slide um maybe with a warning or something but um it looks like they're cracking down on that yeah i mean i've had bases over limits like in my free account that are just still over limits and like people can still add records to them and like they've never actually had anything like halt that or like prevent me from adding new records manually warning? what was that does it give a warning like at the top that yeah. you're over the limit yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think they must be working on tightening that up a bit yeah. so. all right next one another reddit community from the reddit uh, subgroup um 
this one I thought was interesting. There is um, um, basically like working with attachments, how to get the URLs out of attachments and, um, you know, similar in to they they were kind of trying to go from a url to to an image like in google sheets you can use an image function they don't quite have that in Airtable, um but actually they pointed to these scripts i didn't even realize these were available in the marketplace but it will convert attachments to urls um and or urls to attachments um, I know you can do that with mini extensions. You can also do that with our Ontair product um, with, with some other advanced features there. But um, so there are ways to work with getting your, your the URLs out of out of your attachments and using those for as needed. That definitely comes in handy, uh, needing to know the URL of your attachments. And one thing I would maybe mention also is is with attachments, um, the URL. Some some people don't realize this, but that URL, if somebody were to get access to that URL, those those attachments are publicly accessible. Mm -hmm. um, so really, the URL, the you know dynamic ID that it generates for each attachment, is kind of the only level of security. So. If that's a concern, then then just be aware of, of how attachments work in Airtable. You know, that to that in that same vein, I was talking to somebody the other day that noted that when they delete an attachment, so they would load the attachment, they had a script run to grab the URL and put it in a separate URL field. And when they delete the attachment, that URL still works like indefinitely like they haven't it's still working like months later and i was like wow. i wouldn't rely on that but like that is interesting i wonder how long they retain that information for yeah i didn't know that that is interesting mm -hmm. uh, yeah that's yeah that's something i wouldn't because in theory you could get around the the memory limit right of that was the point yeah exactly <laughs> Like, I'd be scared to rely on that completely. Like I'd move it into Google Drive or something and then put the link to it there. But yeah. but still, I thought that was really interesting that it was still there, like the link still worked. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't trust that for anything too serious for a long term, but good to know that could come in handy. All right, moving on. Let's go to Facebook. Um, this is one that is I thought was interesting. So they're asking if there's a way to create like a long text field that uses formulas inside of it, you know, mainly to be able to like click the expand button so you could see like a bigger text field that that's using um that's using formula values to to insert you know values from other fields um into it unfortunately formulas um i mean you can expand a formula um but they don't work the same as like a long text field and you can't like insert formulas into a long text field like you could in a spreadsheet um the whole thing has to be a formula so that's uh there, there's good and bad things to that is you know that talk going back to spreadsheet.com like i know they've got that functionality where you can just 
have any kind of field that has freeform formulas inside of the fields. Um, definitely makes it more dynamic, but there's there's also benefits of having a, a standardized formula for the entire field column. Yeah, that would be kind of a cool field type. I mean, I guess what you could do here is, and I think Markdown is super inconsistent in Airtable, at least in my experience, like trying to like, if you paste it, copy it from one field type and paste it into another, it doesn't always like translate correctly or retain the markdown or like give you asterisks if it was bold or whatever, but sometimes it does. Um, but either way, I mean, you could maybe experiment with having a formula that outputs markdown and then an automation that copies that value and pastes it into a rich text field. I don't know if that would work, but it might. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are a couple nuances having done. Um, and if you're using the API, the markdown's a little bit quite different because I've done that where you try to copy markdown into a long text field and mm -hmm. and uh, or from a formula into a markdown field. And yeah, there are some nuances. Definitely. Um, and Airtable has kind of their own version of markdown, which, which I am kind of frustrated with. <laughs> they don't use standard syntax in some regards. So can be can be tough to to work with their markdown <laughs> all right um i don't know if either of you noticed this i guess they moved where the ability to download a, a sheet or a table uh, as a csv so they were worried it got removed but i guess they just moved it to a different location so they definitely are moving things around within the menu system um, which I think overall I've been I've been satisfied with. I think where you know how they're organizing things seem seem to make sense. Yeah, I got really confused the other day. I mean, it's like those three little dots are gone that were in the white menu bar at the top. So if mm -hmm. you click on the whole view name to get all the options underneath it now, yeah, um, which that definitely threw me off for a second, but now I'm used to it. I've noticed a couple of like weird UI changes, just like really, really small, tiny tweaks to the way that the tables look. I feel like, I don't know, like when you're adding a new one, it just like looked different to me the other day, but could be losing it. Yeah, 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 I don't know what's going on there. All right, let's move on to Twitter. Got some uh, interesting discussions going on on Twitter. This one I pulled out is some blue checks, which means they're mega important, right? So. <laughs> That was interesting. Some blue check people talking about uh, Airtable. Um, somebody asking, you know, it's a way to track all of their um, all of their products and information related to their home, and tracking like all their serial numbers and warranty of all their different devices and everything. Um, and somebody said they did it in Coda. Uh, I, I was just amazed. I don't track all my serial numbers and warranty for any of my stuff at home. So I was impressed that, that they're that organized. I don't know. Maybe you guys do. <laughs> no. no. Uh, not really. Um, when I moved into my apartment, I made a base for all of the furniture that I bought and where I got it in case I wanted to go back and find a, a coffee table that matched my sofa better or something. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I have a, a table for serial numbers, I guess, maybe. 
but not really because not many of my software uses serial numbers anymore. So I don't know if I still have that or if it's yeah. useful. <laughs> so you made, I, th I thought you were going to say you made a table to track coffee tables. <laughs> well, like, uh, I think that's a Seinfeld episode. I was just about to say that sounds like the Seinfeld episode, like the coffee table book about coffee tables. Right, right. <laughs> That'd be There's good. We'll have, to, we'll have to make that uh, base and put it up on the universe. <laughs> I do have an Airtable base about Airtable bases. Ooh, mm -hmm. nice. <laughs> like all like different JavaScript examples. Yeah, yeah, very, very meta. <laughs> cool. So, anyways, people suggested Airtable. Um, that one said they did it in Coda, but might move it to Airtable. I thought it was interesting. So, you can definitely organize your life. I know. I think we'll see Ali a way that that you organize your life here in a minute. Okay. Mm -hmm. Next one. Um, Oy, that's weird. Um, this was kind of a blast from the past. I don't know if you have, either of you recognize the name Page Monk. Um, this person, I actually had a call with him uh, when he was doing this, uh, maybe two years ago. But I think he put things on hold, but it looks like he's bringing it back. So he posted on Twitter that he's uh, working on a, a PDF generator for Airtable and it's got multiple records, multiple pages, um, drag and drop interface. So it looks like he's revisiting this product and we may see this uh, coming back. So that'll be interesting to see. So I thought that was a good uh, insight into what might be coming. That's awesome. All right, this is this was one that I thought was pretty cool. Um, and um, so this person put together screenshots of like the first version of different popular websites and they did it, they put, put it all in Airtable and they're using Pori to, as a front end for it. So I thought I'd show that. Here's an example of Pori. So you can build kind of this database that's visible. So I had never seen the original version of Twitter. This is what Twitter looked like back in the day. <laughs> Their color was green. Oh yeah. my gosh. So this is kind of cool. Um, so you can kind of see, this is just an example of Pori. Pori is a, a website builder that you can build, that you can take your data from Airtable and build websites. So this whole website was built on it and probably didn't take very long. So kind of cool example of, of Pori. Uh, this was one I thought was interesting just to share. So this was like the very first chat of the builders of Slack. And so did you know that Slack stands for searchable log of all conversations and knowledge? So Slack is an acronym. <clears throat> I love that. I didn't know that. <laughs> Our users would be slackers. Yeah. Yeah. So they were debating, do we use that? They're like, for now, it's just a code name. And it looks like it's stuck. I did know it was built as part of a game system. It was the, it was the chat system within a game they were building. And then the chat system got too good. So they spun it out and made it its own product. <clears throat> That's really cool. So anyways, cool site. I have seen, I remember, I, I use this site. I don't know if you two ever use this site, but I, w I remember when Google first came out and I used it. <clears throat> so the early days of Google. 
in the internet. Anyway, some cool, cool stuff that you can see. <laughs> this was my favorite because this is what it still looks like. I, know, right? yeah. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't look any different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works, right? People yeah. use it. Yeah, kind of cool. So if you need a website builder, if you need a cool, um, easy way to display images, things like that, check out Pori, Pori.io, I believe is their main website. Uh, last one on Twitter. This one I thought was interesting. I've been seeing this as well. This is somebody complaining about the uh, upgrade upsells that the Airtable has. This one here on the left. They also have another um, company that that's doing it. You know, if you have a free base, I don't know if you've noticed this big box that they put on the on the homepage, and it's kind of annoying, huh? <laughs> You know, it's like, because you can't close it out. Like, I'm fine if it was there, but you could exit out and get it to leave. Um, but it's it's not, it doesn't go away. So they're definitely pushing the upgrade. There's another button up on the top right that doesn't go away. Um, and it's also frustrating because I'm, I'm a paid user, but I also have a ton of free bases as well. And it's like my free ones are free for a reason, right? I could easily move them into my free bit, into my paid workspace. Um, so I wish it was a little bit more cognizant. Like if you are paying, then, you know, maybe they don't try to upsell you as much because like I understand the difference between the paid and the free and, and I have my free workspaces for a reason. So um, yeah, maybe they could tone that down a bit. <laughs> right definitely all right that's kind of what we had for the community and uh and see what's going on um no big announcements this week from Airtable, so we are coming up on the end of the month here so maybe maybe we'll well for sure the next time we meet we'll have some updates in a month but there might be new stuff coming out next week Okay, with that, we're now going to take a minute and talk about our primary sponsor for the podcast, OnToAir, OnToAir.com. It's a full suite of products to run your business on Airtable. Um, check it out at OnToAir.com. For this segment, I wanted to show um, our Forms product. So one of, I, don't, I don't know that I've actually ever showed this, but our Forms product is an integration with another third-party tool called JotForm. I'll give a sneak peek announcement. We are working on a standalone form solution um, in the next you know, coming weeks. It's getting close to um, completion and development, and we'll be excited to show that. But if you uh, need advanced form solutions, um, JotForm is a very powerful form solution. And what it doesn't have is a way to pull data in from Airtable to display and, um, and use. And so what our solution does is it allows you to generate form fields that can pull a live feed from your Airtable database. And you can also do advanced stuff. Um, our good friend Gareth just uh, put a video out um, last week using our product within JotForm to do advanced optional, conditional options where you can have a parent field, like if a car, you can pick the, 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 the make and then the model will be determined based off of the make of car. 
that kind of scenario where yeah, you have a parent and child. So if you want to see a really great video, check out um, Gap Consulting's YouTube channel and um, check out their video on July 23rd that goes through our product and shows how you can use it with JotForm. So shout out to Gareth for, for making that video for us and, and uh, showcasing the power of, of that functionality within JotForm. So he, I know he's a fan of JotForm. I use it quite a bit as well for mine. Um, it's, it's a pretty cool tool. I think ours will be um, pretty close to, to on par with anything that you need to do with Airtable. So sneak peek announcement on, on the coming functionality there that, that you'll want to check out. So that's our Ontair Forms product, just uh, one of the many apps that, that are available if you check us out at ontoair.com. Okay, let's move on. We're going to now turn the time over to Ali, who's going to do an automate create segment for us. Share your screen. Take it away. All right. So I'm just going to do a quick demo on how I set up my RSVP system for my wedding. Because um, I, for some reason, just really wanted to do it myself and could have just used one of the tools, but I already had everything in Airtable and I figured it would be fun. And it actually worked out pretty well so far. Um, so essentially, I've done this using Airtable and mini extensions um, because mini extensions lets you have a form slash, I'm actually using the portal um, to log in the portal function in mini extensions. So I've set up a portal with a login page that is just using a field in Airtable called key. And that field is right here. And so essentially I have a script that runs every time somebody is added and it puts in a random four digit number that doesn't already appear, so a unique random four-digit number. And then just appends that with their last name or their that their last name and their partners, if there's two. Um, and so that gives me a unique key for each person to be able to log in. And so essentially what I did, and I kind of wish that I had waited, and I, I later figured out that mini extensions actually lets you generate unique QR codes, and there's actually now a couple apps in the marketplace that do as well. So this QR code really just leads right to the login screen, and it's not unique per person, but that kind of might have been a nightmare. And if I sent it to the wrong person, it would have been difficult. So essentially, I just have this, and I type them out nicely, but for this example, I didn't have my printer handy. Um, so I just have a unique code for every person. So when they go to that screen, they can log in. And this link also brings me right there. But if I go to, we'll do it for myself here. And I'll actually log out first. So if I were to just go to my wedding website, it would bring me right to this screen when I go to RSCP. I'm going to type in that code, which was my last name. And so basically they land on a screen that looks like this and it's got all of their guests tied to it. And I did this from the address record. So we've got, you know, more than one person can live at a particular address. So I have guests linked to my address table. 
and then everybody can log uh, can RSVP right from that same screen. So when I go to say edit, and I've already RSVP'd for myself, of course, but you know, if I if anything was changed, I could make updates to this now. Actually, if I wanted to. Can pick my menu choice. I collect everybody's contact information. So I can send out emails if I need to. I can let them update their mailing address. And that's about it. And when somebody RSVPs, then they get recorded all in here. And I have this really nerdy dashboard set up. <laughs> Holy cow. I know. I don't I don't need half of this stuff, but <laughs> it's just fun. Um, so I can get the count of how many for uh to tell the caterer for what dishes. Um I can see who's not coming, who is, and you know, I'm still waiting on response from a lot of people. That's awesome. <laughs> you. you could sell that as a service to for wedding management. I thought about it. It's for all the nerdiest wedding absolutely out there. Oh yeah. I've got like my seating, like I'm I've got everything in here. Have you have you gotten any feedback from people using it? Like Yeah, actually I've so out of that, like I've had like a hundred like over maybe 150 people respond so far. And out of them, only one person had trouble logging in. Um, and I think it was just because they had an apostrophe in their last name and maybe they weren't putting that in. Um, so every time I have it like right on that login screen that they can just email me if they have trouble or if, if they lose their invitation and lose the code. Um, I've gotten maybe two emails that like they lost the code or they couldn't log in. And I just send them their unique link right from the base. Yeah, I've had even my grandmother's friends could do it. So it was, <laughs> I, I think that passed that test at least. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. So you can run an entire wedding planning and that's uh, merging your two loves of <laughs> coming events there. So I, I imagine other people might be interested in that. So I don't know if you'll ever make that available on the universe or something but that'd be awesome i would love to i have yet to put anything on the universe mm. so i think that would be a good good place to start i'll scrub it and put it up there yeah cool all right thank you ali for sharing and giving some insight into uh upcoming events and congrats on on the upcoming wedding you'll be doing that while we're off here for the next month or so thank you yep very cool all right, let's move on. We're going to do an app a day and I'm going to highlight one of the apps in the marketplace. So if you haven't explored the app store, check it out. You just go into the app section. This is only on pro and enterprise, um, except for a few exceptions like the scripting app for now. But um, if you go in here, you'll see there's a combination. There's apps that are developed by Airtable. Those are the ones at the top. There's also other apps developed by third-party developers. 
here's one of mine. Camille's also got some in here as well to check out. So um, lots of cool apps and um, fun ways to explore using using uh, how to just augment your experience with within Airtable. So for this one, I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight one that's from Airtable. Um, that is their uh, dedupe app. So a common use case is you've got multiple app, multiple records that have the exact same um, some, something that's duplicated and you want to figure out how to merge them. So this is a manual process. It's not automated, but um, there is a really nice app that allows you to find duplicates and merge them into one. <clears throat> So I duplicated this record you see here over on the left, flight of the Cayman Islands, that is duplicate. And so I want to find that and merge it. And, um, and maybe they've got different stages here. So we're gonna move that up. <clears throat> so what we're gonna do, I'm gonna go into this app and you pick your table that, that you want to find duplicates on. You can also filter it by a view and so it limits what's available. And then you pick which fields to look for dip duplicates. Um, and it has to be, if you have multiple fields selected, so I'm just gonna do the name because we're looking for a dupe on the name. If you have multiple fields selected, then it, it's a combination. So it uses an and instead of an or. So it's it, they have to have all of those fields as matching. And then once you click on one, depending on the type of field it is, it gives you some options of how you wanna do the matching. So an exact match, similar, maybe the capitalization or punctuation is different. And then fuzzy is just kind of a similar, um, but it tries to detect for typos and misspellings. So that's kind of more advanced and might not find exact matches. So we're, we'll just keep it simple and do an exact. And you already see here, we found the, the two um, records that are matches, that are duplicates. And so then you just click on the, the review button and then now it will show them. And if you had more, it would show more and it shows which one. And then you basically can just pick which uh, value you want to keep as the merged value. So. Um, the only one that's really different is the status field. So I'm going to use the, the status field and you can pick one as your primary record. Um, and so I'm going to use this as my primary. You could use this as your primary, but then just change that one field and you see it deselects here and does that. And then over on the right, you see the merged value of what it looks like. So this one has all the values in this one on the right, except for the status I'm taking from, from over here. And you can even, um, you can edit and change things within the records and do that. And then you basically mer click merge and delete um, and it will, it will do that. And then now those duplicates are gone. So if you notice, um, so it kept the one with the staging and it got rid of the one with the live. So very, very useful app to find duplicates and reduce them. If you're using Airtable as a CRM, this is a common use case to find, you know, duplicate users or accounts or companies and, and be able to merge them into one. So a great, great tool. Um, and that's 
available from from their table that's probably one of their more advanced that they you could tell they put a lot more time and effort into into developing that one out so so very useful um, use case and that is our uh, app a day segment <clears throat> before we go to our final segment just a quick plug for the Built on Air community. If you go to builtonair.com, you'll find this podcast along with um, lots of other articles about what's going on, the community, what's going on in the communities. Um, every month we'll highlight new things in the universe. Uh, there's lots of resources there. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter as well as join our Slack community so you can participate in it. So please join us, builtonair.com. We love having you as part of our community. So we love to, to see you join if you haven't. <clears throat> we'll now end with our final field focus with Ali or with Camille and share your screen. You're ready to go. All right. So I wanted to do a quick little demonstration on the duration field type. Um, I don't know how many people use it or if it's used often, but every now and again, I think it's particularly useful if you have a known start time and you need a uh, calculated end time. So that's what I'll be demonstrating right now. I have just a few fields with a start time entered in and then a duration with just different hour amounts. And this last one has um, hours and minutes. Um, if we go into the duration field options, you'll see that you have um, the ability to show not just hours and minutes, but seconds and milliseconds, et cetera. Um, and then, you know, the, the typical thing to do would be to create a formula field that has a date add function in it that takes a start time and then an end, um, and then the duration for the amount to add and then units. And what I see people do a lot is to, because the default is hours and minutes, they think this is stored as minutes. And when you hit save, you'll notice that this isn't quite right. Um, it's actually very, very wrong. Um, <laughs> what, you, what you need to do is actually change that to um, seconds, I believe. And then, um, actually, wait, that's still not right. I think formatting, is it milliseconds really? I think so. I think you, I think you could divide. No, it's not. Okay. So I'm sorry. It, what it is, is formatting, changing the GMT. Because oh. that, because that okay. is, well, we can test it. So let's, I believe that's how you spell milliseconds. It's not. There's, There's two, two L's. L's. Yeah. There's two L's. And then let me change this on to see. Still, yeah. it's it's an hour off. Mm -hmm. And then if I turn, see, we're learning as we go. It's not. Mm -hmm. So milliseconds will <laughs> will actually All end right. you up in the exact same time if you turn off um, <laughs> uh, GMT. So. I think it is seconds, Jen. Yeah, yeah, getting rid of, of milliseconds, if you change it to seconds, um, it will add the correct amount of time that you've um, expected. So um, I already have a calendar field that's kind of set up that does, uh, that showcases um, what this would look like in a practical sense. If you, if I go in here and change this to an extra hour and then close out, 
it will automatically update. And it's just something that's really useful for um, anything that ha has a regular time interval. Like, let's say you have classes for school. They're usually an hour or two hours, or depending on what type of school you're in. Some of my classes were three hours, and those are fun. Mm -hmm. uh, but <laughs> you put in the, your regular interval, and you can kind of more easily predict what the end and like total time period for an event might be. Um, and I think it's one of the main use cases for the duration fields, just pointing out that you do need to, you need to remember that the duration field stores things as seconds and not minutes. And not milliseconds. And not milliseconds. <laughs> what, is, what does it do with, um, are you able, I haven't done this, are you able to add durations and get like a new duration, like four hours plus four hours? Uh, I I don't know. I've done this before, and I think I had to multiply. I multiplied it by thirty six hundred to like get seconds. Yeah, and, and then I think with an automation. I, oh, I was doing it in the scripting app. That's what it was. I, I had to mm -hmm. let the input a number as hours, and then I had to fill in the duration field. And in order to fill it in properly, I had to multiply the number by thirty six hundred. Okay, if I just do this duration plus duration, it it'll that's awesome. It's it seems to get it. And then give it a second. Uh, yes. Okay. It just just takes time to load. Um, and duration is a format available um, for formula fields to, if it if the output is a number. So just remember to change it to format as a duration. And then you get that same option for hour, minute, hour, minute, seconds, et cetera. And then um, it will do the adding for you a little bit. Uh, it'll, it'll do it smoothly, it seems. Yeah, that's cool. I would like yeah. almost rely on that more than like Airtable's normal date time outputs. Like, I think that's safer, a safer approach. If you can, if you know the duration, then using that, I feel like won't get all screwy. Yeah, dealing with time zones and everything. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that could come in handy. Yeah, if you separate out your date and your time, although you you can't use it as like your day, your hour of the day, I guess you could. You could, but then you there's no real way to stop someone from saying 25, 30, right. which isn't an hour. Um, and uh, you, I mean, not everyone uses the 24 hour clock, but you know, plenty of countries do. So it would help for those countries. But if you're used to seeing, you know, times as I am in, you know, the 12 hour clock version, uh, duration field might be a little bit. Um, I don't know. You're if you're not trained to look at things in the 24-hour way, a uh, duration field might not be super convenient for that, but it could be. I've seen other databases have like a separate field type for just the time component. Yeah. Airtable doesn't have that functionality. Um, Which it did. Yeah. I do too. I think it would be useful. I think a lot of people kind of end up using a single select field that has just pre-entered intervals. And I'm pretty sure there's an app on the marketplace that um, easy fields, I'm pretty sure they have an option that will generate for you a single select field that has um, all of the times from 
start to finish if you say like throughout the whole day or you could limit it to you know business hours and then you can select an interval um, 15 minutes five minutes 10 minutes um, and then it'll give you an option for each of those yeah but that's not super ideal um that's uh that's a help yeah for sure yeah Cool. Useful, useful duration. Um, definitely comes in handy and yeah, just understanding. Um, but it, but it does allow you, so it does store milliseconds, right? Cause you can yes. display the milliseconds. Mm-hmm. So yes. the milliseconds are there, but by default, you, they get treated as seconds. So that's good to know. All right. Thank you, Camille, for sharing that insight. And that concludes today's episode. We actually ended a few minutes early, but um, thank you everyone for joining. We're always grateful to hear your feedback and we will be back in September with a whole new set of episodes and live shows. If you would like to be on the show and have something amazing to share with us, reach out to us through the community and we would love to have you on the show. With that, we will see you on season nine of Built on Air. Until then, enjoy your your Airtable work, and we'd love to see what you build on air. Goodbye. for joining today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to check out our sponsor ontair.com and we will see you next time on the Built on Air podcast.